1: It's, time. it's, time. it's time. T- time for the hard-hitting analysis you won't find anywhere else. Here's former Super Bowl winning scout Brian Broaddus and Bobby Belt. Ten,
2: five victory! Cowboys win! This is Love of the, the Star. 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 Welcome back to the Love of the Star podcast. I'm Bobby Belt, Dallas Cowboys insider for 105.3 The Fan in Dallas. Uh, joined, as always, by former Super Bowl winning NFL scout, now co-host of the G-Bag Nation on 105.3 The Fan Dallas Monday through Friday, 2.7 p.m., Brian Broadus. Brian, how you doing today, man? Doing
0: great, Robert. Eagles week.
2: Eagles week. Where do you – that matters much more. You worked in Philadelphia. That I did. That matters much more in Philadelphia than it does in Dallas, right? I mean, it, Dallas cares. You but. know what?
0: Dallas does care. I will say this, and I said it on the G-Bag Nation today. You win a game in Philadelphia, it's the greatest experience in the world as a visiting team. Because those fans are all over you from the word go, and and they don't give up, and then all of a sudden, then you get the cowboy fans that live in that area, and now they're involved on in getting on their own, you know, yeah. up there. So yeah, it is really, really, it's a it's a great experience when you can win a game in Philadelphia. I'll tell a real quick story if yeah. I can. Yeah, I was on the sidelines. This when I was with DallasCowboys.com, and it was one of the last times that I traveled with the team, and so. Philly game's over. We win the game. Cowboys win the game. And this security guy, I'm standing right in the silent security guy with the, you know, with the yellow windbreaker. It looks yep. at me. he goes, brought us. Brought us. I'm like, yeah. He goes, come here. And so I walk over to him. I'm like, yeah, what's up, man? I go, first off, how'd you know my name? He goes, No, I know I know who you are, man. I know who you are. And I'm like, well, cool. And he goes, he goes, he goes, look at this. And he had on his, like his shirt with his windbreaker and and his t-shirt was a Cowboys. (laughs) He's working the Eagles sidelines with a Dallas Cowboy t-shirt on underneath.
2: That is brave.
0: And he's like,
2: he goes, man, good
0: win today. Good win. And I'm like, I'm going, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. But, but yeah, I, I, I know working up there too. Like you said, the year I was up there, people would ask me like, Hey, where are you from in Texas, Brian? Where are you from? Houston, Waco. I never said I was from Dallas. Never <laughs> one time yeah. did I ever say I was from Dallas. But very passionate fans, but one of the best victories you can ever get in the league. Is winning a game in Philadelphia.
2: I, I'm already getting uh, horror stories from a few folks as uh, I'll be making my first trip to Philly. This will be the very first one. I'm already getting tips of like, don't wear anything with Cowboys don't, on it. Don't. They said don't even look like you identify with media from Dallas. Yeah. They are like, just don't even bother. And, and we'll play some stuff from Jason Peters here in a sec. He, he had a great breakdown on the Philly fans. What you
0: need to do is I need to give you some Ziploc bags because they have these really good pretzels in the press box.
2: Oh, yes. I, see, Hellman's not there to bring you the pretzels back, so I need to bring you the yeah, pretzels back. Yeah, I'll bring back. you the ziploc
0: bag and you can bring me back the pretzels i will i will load Just them, throw in the back them, bag. Throw them in your bag i yeah, got you go. i got Thank you, you. We'll, we'll hook
2: you up with the pretzels all right let's get a uh, a quick injury update uh a few developments here today from wednesday practice uh, we're recording this on wednesday night for thursday morning uh, the ones that stand out demarcus lawrence listed as limited with a chest slash rib issue uh micah parsons a dnp with the groin issue he right. was out there on the resistance cords And then Jason Peters listed as limited with his chest issue. Uh, Mike McCarthy indicated that DeMarcus Lawrence, Micah Parsons, they should be good. In fact, Micah Parsons was asked if he was going to play on Sunday. He said, there's no question. Just taking it easy. Don't really want to push it. Just letting it rest and working, grinding it out so that I'll be ready on Sunday. Uh, McCarthy sounded optimistic about those two. Jason Peters, we had heard that might be a few weeks. Yeah, and and yet Jason Peters told us today in the locker room when he, he was asked about his injury, he just kind of thought it was almost a silly question. Like he's like, "No, I'm." Uh, you saw me out there at practice, right? He's like, "I'm good," and so it's like, "Okay, well, it's easy for you to say that." I we'll see if the team says that. But yeah. uh, Jason Peters, that those are kind of the three big injuries we're looking at today, along with of course Dak Prescott. Yeah, the,
0: the, the other, you're right about about Lawrence and Parsons. I, I heard that the Parsons injury was not that serious. Yeah. They're just being precautionary here. Comfort. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now the situation with Peters, I'd heard the same thing of him being out for some time. And so I'm surprised. I mean, he's really pushing us to come back, but talking to people over there, he was limited today. Yeah. And I mean, limited, not, not to the point where, you know, I mean, I think that Jason Peters might be in that locker room saying, oh yeah, I'll play. I'll be ready. Yeah, I'll play. I'll A little be bit ready. of bluster. Yeah, like he's like he's trying to let the people in Philadelphia know, hey, you're going to have to deal with me in this football game potentially. So, uh, you know, I would be I, – I don't know if we're going to get the ramp-up thing where you go from limited to, you know – Full. full the, yeah, 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 exactly. But with him, I the, the word I heard today was limited. And so if you tell me that, then I'm kind of thinking, well – they're trying to kind of get you ready to, to play, but you're not really ready to play.
2: Yeah. In fact, we can, before we go on to the DAC stuff, we can go ahead and wrap this in the, the discussion about playing in Philly, everything like that. Uh, Jason Peters was asked today in the locker room about uh, how he's helping these young players get ready to uh, make the trip to Philadelphia and play in that atmosphere?
1: Just keep your blinders on and put the earplugs in because, you know, the, the crowd going to be in it. They're going to be blurting out all kind of crazy stuff at you. Uh, might even be doing stuff. So just got to, you know, trust your preparation during the week and, and you know, keep your blinders, keep your head down and just go play ball. Got a lot of goodwill in the city, but do you know what to expect personally walking back in there? Now as a visitor on it, uh, not really. You know them fans; they they, they so wild. They, they might go to throwing stuff at me, so they, I'm I'm not expecting nothing nothing worse than them throwing stuff at me. He
2: he went on after the cameras went down to say, "I just know that Philly fans are the F, are effing idiots when it comes to camaraderie. The yeah. Cowboys, any team, really." They know that they pride themselves on being nasty, vulgar. They're gonna cuss you out. Philly fans are the wildest fans out there to me. And he didn't say it with any sort of
0: no, malice, malice or no, anything. It was no. more
2: just like that. Yeah. That was about the fifth time he had been asked about the Philly crowd. So I think he just had to be as direct as he can. Like, look, they're crazy. They're nuts.
0: Yeah. Well, see, that's the thing, the experience and and one of I I, I just drawing from the times being up there, I remember like when you come from the hotel and you get on I-95 and you make this hit the exit ramp and you kind of do this circle right by the parking lot there. Yeah. And like the Philly fans in that parking lot, there, right by the stadium. They see buses coming in and they see the escorts and you, and it's always a quiet bus. You know, you're, you're, you're just, you're kind of like, everybody's just a little like, uneasy. Yeah. Just kind of focusing on what's going on. And then all of a sudden you hear this and it's, it's the eggs hitting the bus. And you're and you know and you you really really know right then and there like okay we're in Philadelphia we're about ready to play this game so you know I I when I worked there too we were at the vet and you know up in that 700 level yeah. the very top of the stadium they were shooting off like uh, Roman candles oh my god we were playing the 49ers in a Monday night game and all these Roman candles were going off at the 700 level you know like we've seen soccer stadiums where they have the flares and yeah. stuff no the they're shooting, like, fireworks out of the 700 level. So, yeah, it, it just, uh, it's a unique fan base, very passionate fan base. They don't like you. You don't like them. And that's why I tell you it's the most satisfying place to win a football game in the NFL.
2: Brian, you know, we, we talk about bluster a little bit. Jason Peters talking about, for him specifically, going back into Philadelphia. Tell me if this sounds like a guy who believes he's playing or if he's blustering.
1: Just another game for me. Uh, get to go back to what, what, what I laid the foundation at and got my championship. But it's a division game. It's going to be a feisty game. And like I said, it's another. It's just another game for me.
2: What did that place mean to you, Philadelphia?
1: I mean a lot. Uh, I mean I got my first uh, Super Bowl there. And uh, like I said, I laid a lot of lot of bricks there. So uh, I mean, Philly, Philly, that's my city. And just to go back, you know, it'll be great to beat them. Another game for you, but is Cowboy Week ever another game for Philly fans? Oh no, you know they're gonna be feisty. They're gonna be throwing stuff, uh, talking all kind of noise. But uh, we'll be ready. Does it feel a little different? So, you know, they're undefeated. You guys have one loss. You guys have fired off four straight wins. What is the significance of this rivalry? For these franchises? I mean, we could have been one and four. You know. Cowboys-Eagles. It's going to be a feisty game. We're going to, to go in there and, and try to you know, be perfect, which we're not. But we're going to, we're going to go in there and play hard and, and see what happens after that.
2: A lot of talk about we and a lot yeah. of talk about, like, you know, it'll be good to beat them. Like, I mean, a lot of confidence. But but you still think a little bit of bluster. You, you find it unlikely he'll be able to go? Yeah,
0: I'd like to know when, you know, you mentioned we're taping on Wednesday, Thursday, yep. what practices? Is it a ramp up? But I just got the feeling that, that he was still – Aways from this thing and it might all change you know it might say no i'm going to go out there and play i'm feel fine and all that but you know with Britt brown and jim mauer and the the medical staff there they're they're not going to put a guy out there that might harm himself
2: another one of the big developments we had on wednesday uh mike mccarthy uh saying uh, essentially ruling Dak Prescott out against Philadelphia. Uh, He indicated that Cooper Rush, uh, his his performance hadn't influenced at all. Dak Prescott's timetable for return. He said, I don't think so. You've got to trust the medical process. This is a 17 game season. That was my immediate response. I know Dak didn't want to hear it, uh, but Dak was was ramping up a little bit, taking some snaps. Um, you, you know, taking some under center snaps—not literally under center. He had a an assistant coach, you know, snapping the ball into his hand there. Um, but also uh, got in some work away from the cameras, throwing to the receivers. Uh, Brian, your your thoughts on that, and and uh, what you're hearing about his performance away from the media?
0: Yeah, and that's and it was always going to be about uh, you know him and and when they could get the. You know, they could get the rotation down or the, mo- the flexibility, the swelling down, the pain, all that stuff, you know, the, the, the stitch, everything had to heal. Yep. And then, it and then it turned into, okay, can we find a way, how do we get him? Is it the ball comfortable in his hands? And as Jerry would say, can he spin it yep. and spinning it means just throwing it. And so today he got the opportunity post-practice, uh, you know, without the media watching, I, I learned that he. He threw all the route tree and I mean the route tree, when you look at, uh, when you break it down, it, the tree is actually the branches show you the different routes, yeah, that the, are, the, directions the directions that, they go. that yeah. they go. So if you ever look up Google route tree and you can understand, yep. okay, the routes he didn't throw, he didn't throw a post. Okay. Didn't throw a post route. And he didn't throw a nine, which is the vertical yeah, just straight, just straight, down up, the up, straight down the field. So everything short, intermediate, uh, sideline stuff he was able to why the
2: corner and not the post
0: I think they just maybe that's tomorrow what they're going to go and try and and go back to they just wanted to make sure that he was comfortable with the first you know I I actually it's a great question to reach back but my my thought about that is like okay let's not you know it takes a little bit of a different to to get that ball down the field you know the way you have to way has to come off you can make those easy throws if they're you know if they're if they're curls and outs and you know, little drag routes sure. and things, it's just a little easy with that other stuff. You really kind of kind of horse it to get the ball down the field. So uh, you know, I think that's why they're they're probably going to that that every day probably work a little bit more. Okay, let's throw another intermediate session. Let's throw another, and then you know, then the last one is going to be before he gets the full go ahead, the oh, no. threat. He's going to have to be able to throw
2: the nine and throw the post. Uh, Dak told reporters today in the locker room that he felt great, uh, said that uh, he thought it went solid, said, you know, you could ask the receivers how it went. Uh, They were asked about uh, if he had pop uh, and uh, you'll I I know the the uh, you know, the elementary grade, you know, mind of a lot of football fans uh, who, who like, you know, boy humor or giggling at him saying that uh i always got some pop on my balls i'm not gonna throw it if i ain't got yeah. pop on my balls but yeah uh good to hear that that, that he's delivering with some velocity because I, I gotta say that is one thing i think they're really missing right now not that Dak has the strongest arm in the nfl but i think you can tell the velocity difference between those two especially when you're throwing to the sideline between cooper rush and Dak prescott
0: yeah i think the biggest problem that cooper rush has is the ball that goes to the sideline.
2: Yep. The out route. Not that, clear. but
0: you know, he's thrown some nice, the ball that went down the field uh, that Gallup caught the other day, yeah. you know, the ball that in the, uh, was in the Giants game that, uh, that, uh, uh threw across the field. Was it Giants game that, the uh, that Lamb uh, dropped the ball? That was, was yes. Uh, yes. Was those Giants, because he bounced back. Yeah. yeah he yeah, bounced yeah, back. Yeah, and, yeah. So, you know, I mean, these games all kind of run in my they head do. sometimes, but yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there's passes that he throws very well. I think where they miss Dak the most is just that potential for third down. They're just not very good on third down right now. Yes, and I think they miss that. I think they miss the. I think they miss that ability to convert those third down. I think Cooper Cooper Rush to me is when you in the pocket when he gets touched, it's probably not going to be a completed pass. It's probably not yeah. going to be. There's probably going to be a sack. There's probably going to be an incompletion. Clean pocket Cooper Rush is fine. But the one thing with Dak is when he gets touched, there's the potential for escape. I don't see escape with Cooper with Cooper Rush. Now, but that's, you know, he's done a great job. He really, really has done a great job as far as you know what keep, you're being asked. What to do. you're being asked yeah. to do. And so, but yeah, when you when you get touched in the pocket and then he's going down or he, you know, it's likely the play is dead
2: yes when that happens yeah when so, when 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 the pressure really gets turned up that's where he dies the, he
0: dies in the pocket
2: yeah, yeah. And, and look we'll we'll be able to to talk a little bit about this uh during the next segment the uh the, you know just previewing the Eagles and and what I think is a game where they're really going to miss Dak Prescott this will be the first game I think where it's like you really could have used him yeah uh, is going to be this week against Philly but he's
0: got a he's got a nice record against
2: Philly too he does yeah. i i got to say man it there, there's a a uh, there's a better not that he's had a a depressed demeanor or anything else, but it's bugged him that he hasn't been able to be out there. I think you're seeing he's got a little bit of a pep in his step in the locker room. He seems more upbeat. That tells me he knows he's getting close. He's getting close, yeah. And, and so to me, I, I think it's pretty clear when you hear everybody talking, it's not going to happen this week. Uh, but my guess right now, I don't know about you, Brent, I think Detroit, I, I think it, uh, that's, I, I'd be surprised if yeah. he didn't play against Detroit. the fact
0: that he's throwing this, he's going to throw this week. They're going to figure all those things out. And then I think you'll, I think next Monday, you know, after the game, first time we have media availability and all that, I think you'll see Dak Prescott probably, uh, being you know Mike McCarthy talking about him being back in the lineup.
2: You're listening to The Love of the Star podcast, The Love of the Star is an Odyssey podcast. You can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Learn more at Marines.com.
2: All right, Brian, uh, we've got the Eagles coming up this week, the 5-0 and o Philadelphia Eagles, and uh, i got to be honest, when I turned on the tape, I, I was maybe partially expecting, eh, maybe I'll turn this on, I'll see some smoke and mirrors. Yeah, This is a good football team, yeah. and, and uh, we'll, we'll preview them here a little in depth during this segment. Before I do that, I've got to say thank you to our wonderful sponsor, boomer jacks boomer jacks is the spot i'm a little a little annoyed we're having to record this here on wednesday night because it means i'm missing half price boneless wings at boomer jacks Uh, but i did get my tuesday fix in so tuesday it's it's half price bone in wings wednesday it's half price boneless wings it is a perfect spot for whatever type of vibe you're looking for so if you're looking for a spot to hang out with coworkers, have happy hour Boomer Jacks is a great spot. If you're looking for somewhere to watch the games with uh, your buddies, follow along through fantasy football team over the weekend, watch some college football, whatever. Boomer Jacks is the spot. If you're just looking for somewhere to have you know dinner with the family, you know, it's a, it's a tough time. Everybody's working. They're tired. Maybe you don't want to make dinner. You just want to go out and get it. You can take the family to Boomer Jacks and it is the perfect place. Cold drinks, wall-to-wall TVs, live music, Boomer Jacks is the spot around DFW, and there are 17 DFW locations, so I promise there's one near you. You can look for your location at BoomerJacks.com. So, Brian, as we look at this Eagles football team, I I guess broadly first question for you here, what part of the Philadelphia Eagles is most concerning to you heading into this weekend?
0: I think the quarterback has improved. When we started this podcast, we were saying when the division was we're talking about the teams in the division kind of felt like that the Cowboys had the advantage at quarterback with Dak Prescott over Jalen hurts. And because the rosters were pretty equal when you look at all the other, the areas. Um, but that's not the case now, you know, Jalen hurts is he's clearly better than what Cooper Rush is right now. So they're going to, they're going to lead that battle, you know, but overall though, the roster still is, I think, pretty even in a lot of ways. Um, You know, they've got some guys that banged up. You've got some guys that are banged up. You know, both teams will like to try and run the football if they can. Their quarterback is, I think the thing that will make the difference for them or they have to or will hang their hat on is their quarterback has found a way to be more efficient from the pocket. Yeah. And
2: he's – They're number one in the NFL in net yards per attempt.
0: Yeah, see, so that, when you you start to talk about that, I kind of feel like watching them, you need to make him play backwards. Yep. And when, when, when Jalen hurts is pressured, that's, that's problematic for him, you know, cause he's one of those guys that when pressured this season, if you're one of those folks that believe in analytics, his rec is his, his, you know, he's 16 of 38 passing, which is right about 42% yeah. for about 200 yards. It's 5.3 yards, a, a, a an attempt and he doesn't have any touchdowns. So to me, if you can make him play backwards, and I mean, you know, in the pocket, you want to keep him in the pocket. He can still make good throws from the pocket, but his mechanics really break down when he's going backwards. Yeah, You know, he, if he's attacking the line or throwing on the outside, he made a great throw in the uh, Arizona game last week where he was rolling to his left and threw the ball yeah. back to the middle of the field. And you're like going, man, that, that thing should have probably been intercepted. But he had enough on it where it got to Smith and you know they were able to make the reception there. So he he's one of those guys that, you know, the 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 things that you worry about is him running the ball. And and you know, the the RPO stuff. You remember the the Giants game when they came out and Daniel Jones, they throw they do an RPO where he fakes the inside handoff, then he sprints to the edge. Yeah. And then as the defense collapses, he throws the ball to the flat. You know, there's a receiver yeah. on the sidelines, and now it's like a 12 yard, which looks like a negative play or no gain to, and that's what you can get with Jalen Hurts too. You can get that ability, uh, to to make those RPO throws. He could throw a deep ball. I mean they, they 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 completed some. They've completed some deep balls, uh, yeah. you know, this season. So there's a lot of things he's doing well that he hadn't done, say.
2: Now, they don't take a lot of shots. They can't no. do it, but but yeah, they, they don't take a lot of shots. They're they efficient don't. with them. They're
0: though. very efficient with their shots. And what they want to do is they want to, you to believe that we're running short pass, short pass, running, short pass, short pass, running. And then all of a sudden. You know, then, then all of a sudden
2: they're, Take a shot. they're
0: taking a shot on you down the field. Sort of a and, little yeah, bit,
2: a little bit, almost like how well, they, they played Cooper Rush here in Dallas. Yeah, where where you're taking advantage, you're you're just picking your spots right. to push the ball down. Well,
0: the and then they got guys like you know Kez, Kez Watkins is a, is a flyer on the outside, and so you know with Brown. Well, you with see Smith,
2: DBs having to hold Watkins and yeah, grab at him as yeah. he's running by. I mean,
0: he's got that kind of speed. Yeah. So yeah, you've you've got to be alert of. It's short, it's short, it's running, it's short, and then all of a sudden there's a deep shot down the field on it. And you know, and after, you know, the the Cowboys, after what they saw in you know, when you're watching the Eagles watching the film, you know, last week against the Rams and a deep shot down the field in that game that went on on went on digs. That was pretty successful.
2: They the the Eagles are are really banged up on the offensive line right they are. now. All three of their interior offensive linemen are dealing with ankle injuries. Um, you've got Jordan Mailata at left tackle who has been dealing with a shoulder injury. I, the little bit I've seen him play this year, he he obviously has has been hurt the last couple weeks. He hasn't been great, actually. I, no. I don't think. I don't think lot has looked great. No. But but Jack Driscoll has stepped in, has has played for them at left tackle the the last couple weeks. It remains to be seen if lot is going to be ready. If lot is not ready, or even if he is, I tell you, what, I, I think my and Driscoll after. are are the left tackle is is the yeah. susceptible point that the yeah. Cowboys need. To
0: absolutely. I totally agree with you, on, especially if Driscoll Driscoll's playing over there because he doesn't have the power. The thing, if I'm Mike McCarthy, I'm going up to the officials before the game. They this team gets a lot. They get penalties on a legal man downfield because they're a big screen team. Yep. So you know, I would remind the officials, hey, these guys like to get downfield. Keep an eye on that. But I'd also say something about something about Jordan Myelata, how deep he lines up in the backfield. He gets really off yeah. the line, and I'm like, if I'm Mike McCarthy, I'm like, hey, watch. Watch number 68. He lines up a little deeper than most normal tackles do. And
2: I I bet that becomes even more prominent, more accentuated if he's got somebody like Micah. Yeah, exactly. Because there's the... Well,
0: the one thing that's great about this is that that Lane Johnson and Tank Lawrence have battled a lot.
2: Yeah, Lane Johnson's still a very good player. He is a good player. player. He
0: is a good player, but Tank knows how to break him down.
2: Yeah. He really, really does. He's had success against Yeah,
0: so, you know, like I say, Driscoll's in there for Maialata at 63 in there for 68. So, and I, you know what, I make, I make uh, Jason Kelsey have to have a man on his nose, whether it's on head up, on the shoulder, don't let him be scoop, reach, pull guy. Don't let him lead because they're going to try and run the ball. I mean, we, we talk about the one thing. It, the Cowboys, it's not inside runs that give them the problems. It's the edge. It's the perimeter runs. Yeah. So perimeter runs mean get Kelsey on the, out in the out in space, let him block, soft corner, get the ends hooked. You know, Dallas Goddard can block a little bit, yeah. and that's another thing we need to get into. If you ask me who is the guy you're really, really the most worried about, I'm worried about Dallas Goddard because – what happens is this team runs a lot of screens, wide receiver screens, delayed screens for the the tight end. It's block one thousand one, one thousand two, one thousand. Now release, release, and yeah. And now, now you've got guys already up the field. You got blockers in front, and now the ball is to him. And it's usually when he's on the left side. It's usually when he's on the offense's right. He's on the de- on the on the uh, on the excuse me on the offense's left. The defense is right. They throw a screen. For some reason, their screen game always goes to their left with him. So if you see him in line or as a wing over there, be ready for a screen. They get they get they they have a negative play or a no gain, and then the next thing you know, they throw a screen, and it goes for 12 yards, and it's because of, of stuff. But the, the Cowboys, now here again, if you're nerdy on numbers as well, you're in a situation, too, where the Cowboys have done a really, really nice job of dealing with uh, tight ends, yep. they've they've allowed a league low four yards per target to opposing tight ends this year with zero touchdowns,
2: which has not always been the case. They've struggled with tight ends. They in have the struggled
0: fast. So evidently, they know Dan Quinn has a plan. Whether it's going to be Wilson, Curse, Hooker, you know somebody is going to take these tight ends. And I, again, Dallas Goddard, I would man whatever you have to do to sl- slow him down. Make sure you're doing that,
2: man. And look, I, like I, 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 have concerns about what Miles Sanders can do. Yeah, uh, Jalen Hurts uh, is playing a lot better, and obviously he can threaten you with his legs. And, and they've got talent. They guys. stress you a little bit. Devonte, yeah, Devonte, Devonte Smith, yeah. A.J. Brown, Dallas Goddard, Miles Sanders, Jalen Hurts. The, these are good football players. I, I don't know that I see an offense that's more than the Cowboys can handle, though. Even though they're very talented, I still feel like. Dallas's personnel matches up pretty well to be able to hold them in check as long as they execute.
0: Well, it's going to be about playing with discipline in this game because of the RPOs. Hertz is a really good ball handler. Yeah, You know, he really is.
2: I mean, he's he's not reckless.
0: Yeah, he's a good, uh, like, read it, read it, read it, pull. Read it, read it, give.
2: It's been his game for a long time. He has
0: done that. He's really, really good at it. And especially when they get down in the red zone, they'll just flat run him. They'll just run him. Those power sweep running with the ball and stuff like that so to me it, it is all about if, if you can get hits on this guy too you know if he's going to run the ball and he's going to and you're going to be able to get hits by all means you should go for it
2: yeah so i i feel like dallas's defense is in a good position and, and that, that i trust that dan quinn's gonna have a good game plan there what i'm concerned about is dallas's ability to score points in this game yeah and i'm concerned about blocking Hassan Reddick and Josh Sweat, Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, Javon Hargrave. I'm, I'm concerned about getting separation against these corners that have been really good. James Bradbury, Darius Slay, Avante Maddox. Avante Maddox who's also dealing with an ankle injury. Yeah. I, I'm concerned about this receiving core being able to get open on those guys. And, and I, I don't want a repeat of... You know the Washington game, where where the, that really talented front was able to kind of control the line of scrimmage. So, if Philly's able to control the line of scrimmage and the receivers aren't getting separation, it could be a really long day on offense. Uh, that's why I think a couple things are big. One, I don't know about you, I know a lot was made of the acquisition when they made it. I think Chauncey Gardner Johnson has looked awful on tape so far.
0: He he, I tell you what, he's
2: missing tackles. Yeah, he's getting. Okay, coverage. now let me
0: let me say this though. This is where this is where you have to kind of know what's going on mm-hmm. with with the teams that you know with with who you're playing. Yep. Because I I, I know I know for a fact when and Mike McCarthy even brought it up uh, this morning and he's talking about John Hussey as the official this week in this game mm-hmm. and and I was just kind of going through I was just going through uh, you know my my notes about John Hussey. And, you know, and what, and what you can expect, you know, from his crew. And so let me just real quick, if I can read, read what we got. When you get John Hussey as one of your, as one of your uh, officials for the game. Now, how does he impact the game? See, so this is where, this is what he does. Hussey is called the, uh, called less than 50% of overall penalties on home teams every season since 2017. Hussey's called the second fewest penalties per game in in 2022, but he's called the most, the second most unnecessary roughness penalties. He's tied for the most illegal contact penalties in 2022, Uh-oh. and the and the the Eagles have not been penalized for an illegal contact in 2022. But he's also tied for the fourth most pass interference penalties per game. And the Eagles and the Cowboys have not been penalized much through those categories. So if this game, if this game gets called tight, the Eagles hold. You you could see, yeah, you could see with the way that they play, the way that they cover and driving on the ball, there's a lot of grabbing, there's a lot of hand fighting, there's a lot of pulling. When you run routes across the field, there's a lot, you know. It, 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 the Arizona game was a great example of that. And you and you mentioned guys like, you talk about with, uh, John, with uh, Garner Johnson in the yeah. way that he's playing. He's a grabby guy. Bradbury could be a grabby guy. Slay is really, Slays, a, is uh, really yeah, that's a grabby been, guy. That's been Slay's whole so game. all of a sudden, though, you get into a game where, and it's going it's to be on the Cowboys, too, not to get called for you know, the holding penalties sure. or pass interference penalties like that. But if you know that John Hussey's crew, this might be an advantage for the Cowboys in this football game that they did that because the you're right when you watch these guys on tape there is a lot of grabbing going on they just hadn't been called
2: how critical is kellen Moore going to be in this football game because i feel like he's going to have to get really creative for this offense to get
0: going. i think he I, I i do and you gotta and what you gotta hope for is some short fields some three and outs maybe i i mean the eagles are one Take of the, the be-
2: ball away which the Eagles yeah, have not turned it over this year
0: all of a sudden you maybe you get a kickoff return you get good field position you take advantage of a punt return yeah you know something something creative is but i I, kellen moore's always going to be important he's always going to be important because he's going to be the one that can't i mean cooper rush is going to do whatever kellen moore tells him to do it's like hey check with me this pass this run run the ball check with me this run this run run the ball you know he's always gonna he's I think that, that that's the thing. Cooper rush is going to do whatever Kellen Moore sends into the game. Yeah. So that's where I think the
2: importance. I mean, I think out. there's very little, he's got kills he can make, but that's sure. about it. Uh, last little note here for you, before we go into the mailbag, uh, I think this is interesting right here and, and it's over a, a pretty sizable sample size, Brian, uh, when offenses run to the right side. So they're running to Philly's left, right? Philly is allowing 3.3 3 yards per carry on 32 attempts the 37 attempts to the left side of the offense, the right side of the Eagles defense, six and a half yards per carry. So they're allowing double on the right side of their defense. What they allow on the left side is the ground game going to be the best way for the Cowboys to try and attack the Eagles.
0: I think, I think it will be, you know, and to me, it's, it's, they've done a really good job with the rotation because they've got, you know, Fletcher Cox and Javon Hargrave is still a really good player. Jordan Davis is a, is a hard guy. Now, I i say this. They there's people that have turned Jordan Davis. I mean, like sure. all of a sudden, like, you know, he's a good straight ahead player, but when you run it on the edge on the outside, he's struggled a little bit to get out there and get on the outside. He's uh, a big guy. Yeah. He is a really <laughs> big guy. But they've done a good job. I mean, I think that to me it's you say about Brandon Graham, uh Sweat, Reddick. Yeah. yeah, those guys. I, I think that, you know, taking it you know, kind of caving things down, pulling some guys around, get some guys in space, see if you can make it happen
2: that way. You're listening to the Love of the Star podcast. The Love of the Star is an Odyssey podcast, and you can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage.
2: No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at
1: shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right,
2: Brian, it is now time for our favorite part of the show. It is our listener mailbag via Twitter, email, whatever else. Reach out to us with your Cowboys questions and we will answer them. Uh, Before we jump into your Cowboys questions, though, I need to one more time say thank you to our wonderful sponsor, Boomer Jacks. Ice cold beer, wing deals, wall-to-wall TVs, live music, what more could you want? Boomer Jacks has it all for you. And like I say there, they have those great wing deals. Tuesday night, it is half price, bone-in wings. Wednesday night is half price, boneless wings. So whatever your fancy is, Boomer Jacks will have you hooked up with a deal, and like I say, that beer is ice cold. I, I genuinely don't think I've ever had colder beer somewhere than Boomer Jacks. So it is the perfect spot for whatever you're looking for, whether it's a night out uh, with uh, you know your family, or you're looking for happy hour with coworkers, or whatever else. Uh, Boomer Jacks has the hookup for you. 17 DFW locations. You can find yours by going to BoomerJacks.com. That's BoomerJacks.com. All right, Brian. First question for you here from Jake. Jalen Hurts over under sixty yards rushing.
0: I'm going to say, I'm going to say under sixty oh, yards. Okay, rushing. yeah.
2: He's. I, I want to make this clear. While Jalen Hurts is very talented and yeah. he can threaten you with his legs, he's not Lamar Jackson.
0: No, he. But he. But he's effective runner. He's very smooth. He's like a glider when he runs. And so, yeah. This is this is where to me when he faces the pressure, you talk about his. Is lack of accuracy, but you also, when you get him in the pocket, you cannot miss sacks. Yeah. You have to finish. I think he's been sacked 11 times. It's It's, not been
2: very often. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, you know, you're in a situation right now where when he's back there and if you get bodies to him and on him, get him to the ground, don't let him escape because the one thing he can do is if every, if they're in man coverage and everybody's got their back turned, running with receivers, He will take off, run, and no. And he, you know, I should say it's under because I think the Cowboys are going to, if the Cowboys are disciplined enough, that it's this is the key. If they're disciplined enough to stay in those lanes, kind of muddle rush, keep him in the pocket. And then, you know, I think you have to mix it up with him muddle rush, blitz him, muddle rush, blitz him. You know, just kind of don't let him get a feel for how you're going to play him in this game. So he creates some. Indecision in his mind, but I'm going to say he's going to be under because I think the Cowboys are going to have somebody, uh, Wilson, somebody like curse that, cursing somebody. Somebody's going to be watching him uh, play this uh, play this game. You
2: know, it's interesting with uh, Jalen Hurts and then running quarterbacks in general because I know people have seen like people like Joe Burrow getting you know going for chunk yards on him. Daniel Jones uh, ran effectively. It's been an issue at times for the Cowboys. What I think is interesting is that I, I think a player like Jalen Hurts. They're they're more well equipped to slow down running the ball than even somebody like Joe Burrow. And I know that sounds weird, but I feel like this defense is very fast and and, and they play a lot of high IQ football. And so I, I feel like they they're able to read and react okay to the RPOs and, and some of the options and things like that. Where they get in trouble is when they get too far upfield or something and somebody just breaks the pocket. And so I, I don't think they have nearly as much of a problem with designed runs or option runs as much as they do of just, you know, letting the quarterback break contain uh, on a scramble. I, I feel like scrambles are where the Cowboys struggle giving up running yards to quarterback more than designed runs. I think that that's a bigger issue. Yeah. Uh, next question here from Jake, another Jake. Anybody on the roster that you think the team may try to sign an extension during the season? Steele is a restricted free agent, but get ahead a little, or a McGovern or Wilson who will be an unrestricted free agent. Uh, Thanks and enjoy the podcast. I... I don't think that they're going to get anybody done right now. No. Um, I, I kind of wondered if maybe they would have tried to get something done with steel uh, during training camp, just sure. to, you know, do like they did. Uh, they, they've done before where they, they try and get a discount.
0: Offensive something. lineman. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Like get it done early and, and try and get a discount or whatever. That, that was one thing that I, I kind of wondered. I'm now wondering a little bit, Brian, and and I don't mean to dovetail, but it is uh, mailbag time. So I'm going to ask you my mailbag question. I, I would have rejected this idea a little while ago. If you're looking at spending money on somebody to, to lock somebody in, I would at this point get involved on Odell Beckham. I would. Because yeah. I think that by the time he's ready to come back, I, I think you've ran this experiment with, you know, CD is the number one. Um, you know, you drafted Jalen Tolbert. Or something like that. It hasn't worked out exactly the way you wanted it to. And, and I think that where they could really use a boost is I think they could use a more dynamic pass catch or somebody to make up for what I think they've lost in terms of what they expected from Jalen Tolbert. They expected more from him. They expected him to be contributing. And so for me, not, and, and while CD lamb has been good, I still think he's been probably under what they, they were hoping for, uh, for this season. But to me, it's, if he gets healthy, if, if Odell Beckham gets healthy and, and he's there on the street, I would, I would get involved if I were the Cowboys. I don't think they will, but I would.
0: Yeah. This, um, The thing with Beckham is it's going to be, you're going to have to battle other teams. Yeah. You're going to have to battle the Rams. You're probably going to have to, I mean, I don't know if the Packers would do it, which would be totally off. They seem to do everything opposite of what Aaron Rodgers really wants to do. (laughs) You know, they're kind of like, you know, Aaron's like, yeah, I'd love to have somebody that can help us win games, but then the Packers don't do anything for it. You know? Yeah. I think you're going to have to battle. Buffalo is another team. I think I think you, know, you got Vaughn Miller there recruiting, you know, Odell Beckham. Should the Cowboys be involved? Yeah. I mean, for a player like that, you're going to get him mid-November. So, you know, you talk about Jerry Jones always says, well, you got him for the you know the, the meat of the schedule. Yeah, and, there it and, and is. And there's right your there. playoff guys. So I remember one time when we were in Green Bay, uh, we got Andre Risen. Yeah. Andre Risen came in, and he gave us, like, the games he played, including the playoff game Super Bowl, we were eight and So that just that just showed you when you you can sometimes add somebody mid season and it makes a huge difference. Mari to, Cooper, a couple yeah, years back for this yeah, football team. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I but does Odell Beckham want to be here? Yeah, you know, I I didn't get the feeling that that.
2: that, But but the other thing is, I don't get the feeling that the Cowboys necessarily want to get involved in it. No. And and that's where I think the problem is. It's not necessarily you you should at least be trying, I feel like, because I feel like given what you see with this defense.
0: They love their team. I know. But they they love their team to a point, but they're willing to move on from Amari and willing to move on from Lyle Collins. And and they're willing to move on from Randy Gregory and people like that. You know, uh, Jalen Smith, they're willing to move on. So, but yeah, they, they do. They, they're like, man, things are going good. Why do we want to mess this up? You know, the coaches fall in love with guys. Yeah, absolutely. I would be, I would be hunting somebody up right
2: now. DJ Moore, Would you well, go look at the trade market yeah, on a DJ Moore? If, if
0: you kind of felt like, you know, if you felt like that your team was going to, and you know, what, what are they going to ask for DJ Moore? They're going to get a one. They're going to want to get a one. Cause they're not going to move Christian McCaffrey cause the contract they can't move. They're going to move somebody they feel like they can get a one for. If you look at the market and what it was during the DJ, draft.
2: I, I, I'm, if I really believed in this team, if I really believed in yeah. this defense, I I could probably be talked into a one for DJ. Well, Moore. see,
0: that's what I'm saying. Because DJ Moore coming in here, could your team would be picking at what? Maybe at, at worst 25 or five. five yeah, 20, yeah. So you're not going to get a player. Now you've got Tyler Smith down there. You know, you got a, you got your, future starting tackle down there at that spot but if you're talking about a real difference maker i i i would like to see him be more aggressive offensively or defensively i'd like to see him do that
2: yeah because i think that they they've they were they've shown that they okay you're right about lyle collins yeah. um uh, you know the the Randy Gregory thing was a complicated thing, but I think they've shown they had a great. I don't think Randy Gregory was their
0: fault. It. I thought they got played. I think on that.
2: I think there was yeah that was there were a ton of there was a lot of monkey business there. going on yeah, there. yeah in general and so that that was a, a and by the way to me at least anyway I don't think that was on Randy. I, no, I don't think the, so I either. Think, I think the agent. And I some, agree. Yeah, there you go. There, a lot of ego got involved, there there. Go. but they they proved correct. I think the one area we're still looking to see them be proved totally correct is on the Amari Cooper deal. And yeah. so to me, it's like I, I think you could stand to to bring a, a, a difference maker in at receiver, somebody who can make an impact here. I think that would, would I would like to see,
0: I'd like to see when Dak gets back, how these receivers work. And
2: with that's the, fair. Maybe uh, that, yeah. maybe that's why we're not hearing about it. Maybe yeah. they want to see how Dak looks for these guys. first. Exactly. Next question here from Ryan. Fletcher Cox has always been a uh, problem for Dallas, but are they going to deploy Jordan Davis more against this interior offensive line that might struggle with a size disadvantage? They rotate. And
0: they and rotate all three of those guys. They have Cox, Hargrave, Davis, uh, Tupa, Tupelo, Tupelo. I I know who you're talking. Yeah, Marlon. Yeah, yeah. Marlon, uh, Tupelo. Marlon T. Marlon T. Yeah. yeah, but they, uh, but they, they have a, but they have four guys that they rotate in that, in that, in that mix. Right
2: now, Jordan here. Davis's power very well may be a problem inside for you know Tyler B. He's a straight or, ahead yeah. player. Yeah. I mean, he
0: he's been in the games I watched. Cox and Hargrave are far more active. Than, than Jordan Davis is when yes. it comes to getting up the field.
2: Yeah, yeah, which, which isn't a total surprise, I think, given what we knew about Jordan Davis. Yeah. Jordan Davis is a genuine, you know, space eater. But that's, that can make a difference, yeah. I think, for them. But, yeah, absolutely, that'll be an area to watch is, is, you know, the way that Jordan Davis plays with that power on the interior. Next question here from Sean. Uh, What is your confidence level of our skill position groups winning versus Phillies, DBs and linebackers thinking more so seven on seven positions, but understanding the trenches will play a big role in their success. Like I said, I think that this is a troubling matchup for me in terms of the defensive backs and and the receivers. I think whenever, like I mentioned earlier, if you can get Chauncey Gardner, Johnson, if they put him in the slot on somebody, if if you've got Chauncey Gardner, Johnson, you need to target him. If Avante Maddox doesn't play, um, then, then that'll be a big deal. Um, but it, I have a hard time seeing Dallas having an advantage on their secondary. Their right
0: secondary now. misses some tackles now. Oh, it's Chauncey Johnson,
2: Gardner Johnson's one of those, yeah.
0: And and then you know, that's one of those things. I, I Marcus Epps is another guy I yep. think has played okay for them, but he'll miss some tackles too. Yeah, this is you know, they, they've they they've these receivers have played against James Bradbury before, you know, they that's played with the last year Giants, say you know, with Darius Slay, they played against these guys. This game to me is going to really, really hinge on how close John Hussey's crew calls us because I see a very grabby Philadelphia secondary. Yeah. And all of a sudden, if it's like, okay, wait, there's defensive, there's defensive holding, there's defense, you know, hey, any way you could get cheap first downs in this game and chunk play first downs, I'm all for that for the Cowboys. But sometimes it's kind of hard to move the ball.
2: And uh, we'll finish up here with a question from Greg Uh, without knowing specifics or names, because we still got a lot of work to do here on this front. uh, What position right now do you see as the early favorite to be addressed in the top part of the 2023 draft for the Cowboys? I, given what we've just discussed here, I think they'll be hunting receivers. I I think that they'll they'll be in the market for receivers, and you could always look at offensive line, that, that they could look at offensive line depth.
0: Yeah, I think that, you know, it's always safe when they draft offensive linemen. They've kind of figured out the first round offensive linemen seems to work out pretty well for them. You know, they might want to do something upgrade at the center spot.
2: Yeah, might center, be, center, absolutely. Center might,
0: spot. center might be, you know, a spot that you that you look at, uh, potentially, uh, they didn't address it. You know, they didn't address it, you know, this past year, they, they, yeah. they could have, but they didn't, um. You mentioned receiver, cornerback. What's the cornerback situation? You've got some guys. You've got. I, I think they
2: really like Deron linebackers. Bland. They, they like Bland. Really like corner, corner could absolutely be a play because are talking about Cox. I mean, I'm
0: just naming guys.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, heck, who, what, could these defensive tackles be better? Like what's going to happen with running back too? Do you move on from Zeke? I would, not, not, I, but, I,
2: but I don't want you spending the first a first a first round on one. pick
0: on. I'm just saying some early. Yeah,
2: I, I think that corner will be an interesting one because they've invested a lot of capital there. Yeah. And and Jordan Lewis and Anthony Brown both could very conceivably be in their last years here. Yeah. um, And at that point, OK, you got Diggs, you've got Bland and then who Joseph, right? Like those yeah. are those are questions Um, that, that I'm not totally sure how they feel about it. Um, But but yeah, I mean, pass rush, of course, that's always a a, a focus for teams. Uh, Demarcus Lawrence isn't getting any younger. Um, And, and Dante Fowler's here on a one year deal. But if you're going to ask me today. What position do they pick? I would guess they'd pick receiver. That would be yeah. my guess is what they would
0: Receiver, pick. offensive line, maybe defensive line. Yeah. tackle maybe uh, Tack-
2: i mean you're you're you could use some you could use a you know and they use a heavy rotation on the defensive line so they yeah. could always use bodies
0: well i'll tell you what dan quinn will get you know dan quinn will be a big influence in there too yeah you know they really do trust dan on that on that stuff and so does Assuming the head coach. he's
2: here, Assuming he's here exactly there you go <laughs> all right that does it for us we'll bring another episode to you guys uh you're listening to this on thursday morning so we'll bring another episode to you tomorrow morning friday morning Uh, And we'll have a a full preview of the Eagles and Cowboys and pick the game for you. Uh, Until then, we will talk to you guys later.